2: You're listening to Free Seed Films on Soho Radio. I'm Holly Horn. I'm Alice Platt. I'm Ben Ramble. Today we'll be
0: in conversation with artist CJ Hendry, who's here to talk about her immersive exhibition, Epilogue, which has been postponed due to weather.
2: <laughs> Whispered something in your.
0: In quarantine, we have artist CJ Hendry.
3: Sup, hello. Sup. Hiya. Hi. How are you doing? Very well. How are you guys doing?
0: We're doing good. We're doing good down here. I mean, how is quarantine in New York?
3: Quarantine in New York, apparently it's really severe, but we're based in Brooklyn and I, I kind of like roll into... Work Every Day, which is the studio, which is two blocks up from the house. And quarantine looks very similar to my normal life, so that's a bit sad, but the very the harsh reality of my real life.
0: Yeah, well, that's it yeah. with creatives, yeah. isn't it, I guess? Yeah, artists, isn't it? That's the life... Yeah, you're right. Nothing much changes. <sighs> no, it doesn't. What's the vibe like in New York, generally, just with the um,
3: situation? Well, look, restaurants, bars have closed, all non-essential businesses have closed. I am terming my business as essential no I'm joking (laughs) I'm just drawing (laughs) I'm just in here just like doing things I'm actually framing at the moment which is a bit of fun um, but yeah, it's pretty dire straits. But we'll get it'll it'll pass at some stage.
0: So tell us about epilogue.
3: Um, okay, so we had to um, postpone the exhibition, which is life, right? Like shit happens. Um, so what we've done, we've we looked for months and months and months to find the location for an exhibition. So I'm an artist that doesn't really like to do things in the normal way, if you want to you know explain it like that. So I'm not just going to do an exhibition in a space with Four white walls walk in walk out, have cheap shitty champagne that 's not how I like to do things so for the last year we 've been renovating the church um, for the exhibition. The renovation is one part of the exhibition that 's not even that 's not even the whole thing we 've drilled holes in the ceiling and so i 'm really explaining the whole thing sorry, just go with me just go with the flow all right and then we 've drilled holes in the ceiling and the the goal for the exhibition is to kind of Sorry, that's the dog. Just letting 10 tonnes of custom-made confetti fall from the ceiling over the course of 10 days. So it's going to be quite a beautiful experience when we are able to show the exhibition.
0: Because it's immersive, isn't it?
3: Yeah, they're big, giant installations. So the confetti is all white and shaped in the shape of flower petals. Um, You know to accompany the, the story of Epilogue, which is all about dead and decaying flowers. Um, yeah, so it is immersive in a way, although that's not the end goal. It just so happens that this is the idea for this exhibition. Every year the ideas change. But, yeah, we're really looking forward to opening the exhibition later in the year.
0: Why dead flowers?
3: Why not? Don't you think that's a good time? Like...
0: It's a <laughs> Rolling Stone song dead flowers but
3: there you go this is the perfect time for you to like throw in some dead flower music cue dead flower music yeah not when you're sitting there in your silk upholstery chair talking to
0: some rich folks that you know
3: you know what, I was, I was on the phone with my mum the other day. She's like, gee, you had some foresight into this epilogue thing because epilogue is obviously the end, death, however you want to look at it. And it was like, COVID just happened at the right time. No, not the right time, but it happened when the exhibition was happening. I was like, well, it's kind of... Obviously, I didn't know that, but it kind of plays into the, the death of a whole lot of things. So whereabouts in East London is the church? Uh, in Mile End, Oh, right, okay. Me and Alice live in East
1: London, so we're really
2: close to each other. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So when it actually is. On, and we're oh. all allowed to go and talk to each other again. Can't Me wait. Me and Holly will be sure to head down. Can't <laughs> wait. Yeah, what church wait. is it? Um, it's just a church in East London. Like, I,
3: I, I should know more with specifics. You don't but know that
0: yeah. much about East London.
3: No, no I don't actually, because I'm Australian, living in New York. I've only I've been to London a few times, but um, we've had a team on the ground doing renovations for quite a long time. I haven't been there the whole time, unfortunately. It's such a great vibe. It's a really good vibe. I think very appropriate for. The story and, yeah, the the location, I think, is gorgeous. But what is the story? So the story, so epilogue um, is, you know... I, I guess epilogue comes from, like, the end of a book. You know, it's the ending, it's death, it's decaying. And the whole flower series is... They're not alive, you know, beautiful flowers. They're, all the drawings are all kind of, like, dead and um, falling petals. So that is the story, you know... I I can go on and on and on about it, but honestly that's boring, so just take it as you will, you know, dead flowers, falling, epilogue, you know, fill in the blanks.
0: Do you find that boring, the artists over explaining things?
3: No, I just, I I do struggle. (laughs) Words have never been my strength, so I do apologise. I can visually explain (laughs) an idea very well, but I, I, you know, I do my best to bullshit around the words but it doesn't come naturally.
1: CJ, I mean, I've I've been looking at some of your work online, and obviously the high majority, if not all, of your work is is done by pencil. Is that correct? Yes. So why why pencils? Ah, uh, well,
3: I can't paint, so that sucks for me, doesn't it? So I think when you can't do one, you got to jump to the other.
1: <laughs> yeah, I've
3: had a from a young age always had an innate ability to be able to representationally draw what it is that I want to draw, and I yeah. think over the course of however many years, my skills have gotten better and better, and um, the type of work I make is very—they call it hyperrealism—so a lot of people might mistake mm. it for a photograph. Um, yeah, so yeah. I think pencils are really. I find a beautiful intimacy in, in drawing on paper that I, ha- I don't find with paint. I find paint messy. Right. I've got, like, borderline OCD, so I really don't enjoy paint and being messy. I, I like the cleanliness and, of pencil and, and the intimacy of being able to draw on paper. So I think, I think that's
1: why. Because you have over 15,000 pencils, don't you?
3: If not more at this stage. Yeah, I don't even count anymore. And I'm coming out with my own pencil brand at the end of the year, which I'm so oh fucking my pumped God. for. I know. Because <laughs> I actually use so many. I was like, it makes sense just to, for me to make my own. Why not? What are you going to call it? I don't know yet. Like this is a, this is a public space. It's all like brainstorm brand names. I don't know. <laughs>
2: How do you even go into the production of pencils?
3: Great questions. Look at you go. Thanks. <laughs> it's, it's quite complicated because I'm quite intense in the way I go about doing things. So it's not just going to be any pencil. There's a lot of um, characteristics that I need from my pencils. They need to be light fast. They need to be a certain quality, lots of different varying colors. So it, it's been about six month long process. And We've probably got about a six months of research and development before we're able to go into production. So we're getting there slowly.
0: So I can see why you start wow. with pencils then.
3: Yeah, yeah, just to keep it easy, you know. Do you guys, have you guys taken up drawing in the COVID? I feel like a lot of people, you're either cooking or you're getting artsy and creative. I feel like those mm. are the two things I've seen yeah. kind of take shape on the Instagram.
0: Holly's a drawer.
3: Oh, are you, Holly? Uh, I used, to, I took art A-level a long time ago. Oh.
2: And um, I, I did portraiture. Uh-huh. Oh, very nice. I haven't done it since leaving really. I've attempted it. But you don't lose it, you know what I mean? Like Yeah, I think that I've lost a patience that I once had. Okay. And um, <laughs> I don't do sight drawing. I don't know how you work, CJ. No, do you God, do fuck you that. sight I draw? Uh uh-uh, uh. No. Uh uh-uh. uh
3: we do life drawing <laughs> in the studio for fun, but like, nah. Artists who say they draw from life are fucking lying. I work from a photograph. <laughs> Honestly, don't listen to them. It's lies.
0: But usually people start with the pencil, then they progress on to paint.
3: I guess so. I guess more established artists work on paint. Maybe I'll never become established. No, I'm joking. (laughs) I'm I'm joking. (laughs) I I don't know, paint, it just doesn't... uh, I'll get there and I can paint, not as well. I mean, if I gave it a bit of time, I'm sure I could get really good. But I just love drawing. I just love paper. I'm I'm a paper freak. I just really enjoy seeing a work framed i don't know it's a weird thing would you ever make your own paper You know... Oh, that's the next one. I'm all about never say never. Never say never. You know, let's open up a paper mill, mulch that paper. Also, paper's a whole different thing. Like, paper, I only use, like, cotton paper. never heard of cotton paper. Uh, You would know it. Like, the better quality cardstock is quite often cotton. Mm. It has the qualities for longevity that I, I need and desire for my work. I mean, I'd never work on printer paper or, like, shitty, I don't know... Graph paper, like, no, I'd rather die before I do that. So it's always cotton, it's always, you know, like this beautiful French paper called Arche or Arches. Yeah, that's kind of what I use.
2: And your style is considered um, hyper realistic. Yes. So for the people back, uh, the people back home,
3: <laughs> literally. Um, <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> what is hyperrealism? Hyperrealism. I'm sure people are going to correct me because everyone is smarter than me. But I think hyperrealism. It's like, it, it's it's very, well, obviously it's very realistic. People could mistake it for photography. It looks like a photograph. I'm like a human printer. There's not a heck of a lot of creativity in hyperrealism, to be honest. Um, there's a little bit of creativity. I, in my practice, when it comes down to like photographing the object or the thing that I might Drawing, and then from there on, it's very mechanical and very draft based. So I call myself a mechanical draftsman. Um, that's kind of what I do most days. It's, it requires a lot of patience, a lot of like focus. Um, yeah, and that's the kind of work that's required. I'm not the artist who like sits, smokes a big fat joint, paints a bit here, <laughs> splats a bit there. Like that's not the type of, not the way I go about my practice. It's, I can get up early, I work late. It takes a long time to make
1: each piece.
2: Hey, bro. Got
1: is it like an enjoyable process then or other times after the 98th hour where you sort of think <laughs> okay no
3: not at all because you're not thinking of that it, for me I find it very meditative also I'm a very yeah, strange yeah. individual I really enjoy being on my own I'm I'm an introvert who plays the extrovert quite well, so I think this is very. I'm very well suited to this line of work, I guess you would say. Yeah. So I think I've very much come into my own, and I'm very comfortable working for extended hours with no interruptions. You know, it kind of suits the way I, way my brain works.
1: You just said you're Australian. Then where, where in yeah. Australia were you born? Where are you from? Uh, I
3: was actually born in South Africa, so I'm South African, oh. and then our family moved to Australia. So I call myself an Aussie, though Australia is where i'd call home
0: the two accents are very similar aren't they australian oh not really
3: hey if you talk to my mum and dad they talk like this like my mum's like yo Catherine. what are you doing hey i'm like let me put it (laughs) like that yeah yeah, Yeah. that's how they talk i talk like an australian where in australia are you from in brisbane in queensland beautiful spot so you moved to australia at what age uh maybe nine nine or ten young didn't know better.
0: You didn't know any better? Why not? (laughs) No
3: one knows shit at nine or ten. I mean, I didn't know any, you know, it's like, you're just kind of seeing the world, you know, and I think, yeah.
0: And you were drawing at nine and ten.
3: Oh! I was just a normal kid. at nine or ten I was doing sport I think I was swimming a little bit here and there but no I wasn't
0: what, what age did you start drawing then
3: ah uh, maybe at school but I was only like everyone else at high school like you just take art because it was a bludge subject and then you right. take sport because that was fun I did maths and English but I just took art like everyone just like
1: a mm. normal subject but then did you suddenly realize like holy shit I'm pretty good at this
3: yes <laughs> correct but I didn't anything more of it because I went to a school where uh, we, we weren't necessarily encouraged to pursue um, a creative field. That wasn't really part of the discussion I think. Really? Why? I don't know. I, I don't know. I think the landscapes changed a lot but back then it was like go and get your degree. Go and get something right. professional and Nowadays, I think, like, you know, when I have kids, I'm like, yo, you don't need to do shit, really. Like, you can figure it yeah. out on your own. Just watch YouTube. Uh, I'm not sure if it's that easy, <laughs> unless you're, really, you're going to become, like, a, a lawyer or a doctor, I think you really do need your professional qualification, but yeah. I think for a lot of things nowadays, I think you can just wing it. I mean, I'm winging it. Well, you can
0: definitely wing it now that the world doesn't work outside and we're all locked in. You're going to have to be creative Ex- now, right?
1: Exactly. No. So, I don't know. But that's mad because I've always said that exact same sentence. Yeah. I've always said, yeah. unless a doctor or a lawyer... Totally. ..you don't really need to go to uni. I mean, unless you're a lost fart
3: in a thunderstorm and you're genuinely like, what the fuck do I do? Go to uni, waste some money, waste some time. Mm. Like, have fun there, that's fine. <laughs> but, like, yeah. you know, if you're just like, nah, I want to become a part of like this or a that, go and do the thing, go and become a chef. Go and do the thing you want to do. And, uh, yeah, I kind of wish I knew what I knew now back then. But, you know, hindsight's twenty twenty. And, mm. you know, I, I went to go and study architecture, dropped out of that, went to go and do finance for five years. So I'm wow.
0: semi... Wow. semi finance <laughs> for five years.
1: Yeah,
3: but I wouldn't be very good at it. All I know is buy low, <laughs> sell high, you know, so... <laughs>
1: <laughs>
0: so you only need to go to school if you want to be a doctor or a what, a lawyer, and then yeah. if you want to go into finance, you just need to know buy... Buy low, sell
3: high, and then the other thing right. is just you got to remember death and taxes. Those are the two things I've taken Which away. Which one's that for?
0: i better write that down. No,
3: that's just... that's just general, you know, two things in life are certain, death and taxes. So that mm. was, you know, the, the t- big takeaway for me.
0: Well, Woody Allen said sex and death.
3: Ooh, we can add sex, death and taxes, however you want to go. Oh my
0: God, that sounds like a weird title for a film. It does, <laughs> 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 a
3: Woody Allen <laughs> film at that. Oh,
0: your next <laughs> exhibition, sex, death and taxes.
3: Guys, we're starting something here, I can see. I was always able to draw, but, you know, I was at uni. I was, like, working pretty hard and and studying from time to time. Um, You know, and then I think it got to a stage where I was working in retail, failing miserably at uni, and I was like, what the fuck is my life becoming? I'm like, I don't want to, you know, work in retail or or flunk out of uni. I'm like, well, I've always really enjoyed drawing. Let me just give it a crack for a year. I just want to draw with no intent of anything. I swear to God, like, there was nothing that I had, you know, there was no vision beyond just wanting to draw. I know that's really vague.
0: What did you draw?
3: I drew my shoes, my handbags, my (laughs) this, but just objects, things that I enjoyed. And I told my mum and dad, and this (laughs) is all. I said, look, (laughs) all right, I'm going to quit quit my job and drop out of uni. And, oh, my gosh, they almost hit the fan. Like, they were like, what do you mean, you crazy kids? I think it took a little bit of time for them to kind of calm down. And I literally just drew for one year straight and I just posted photos to Instagram and it kind of went from there, you know?
0: Really? What was Instagram in its infancy at this point?
3: Very much so. This was eight years ago, so, you know, right. this is, like, fun... Uh, this is It's still a fun platform. I don't take it as seriously as some people, but I just kind of, like, mm. throw things up there here and there. And Instagram is powerful, don't get me wrong, social media is powerful, but I think... Mm. Oh, I don't take it seriously. Do you think yeah. you would have had
0: a start without social media?
3: I'm sure I would have figured it out, like i'm one of those people that i just sort have like made it work i never had instagram before anyone else we all had it at the same time a lot of people are like oh but it's not fair you had social like you had instagram first i'm like no i didn't you had a fucking phone and instagram as well so fuck you you know <laughs> yeah so i mean I, I had the same advantage as everyone else but i just used it the way i used it
0: you seem to come into it quite late i'm talking about the art game yeah and I it mean, seems to have been a financial choice rather than a calling
3: i think a calling, it wasn't necessarily a financial right. choice because I could have made way more money in finance. Um, oh, yeah. you know, because I'm quite I'm, I've got a, a quite a high risk aversion, so I either would have lost a lot or made a lot, let's be honest. So, I mean, yeah, <laughs> if I got into it for the money, I'd be in finance, would have stuck with it. But I really do enjoy what I do beyond anything, like, this is my whole life, like, I'm always. You know, always at work, if you want to call it work, always drawing, creating, thinking up some ridiculous thing. So, yeah, it's just a really beautifully... fun fucking pursuit to be honest I just enjoy it so much like, What swearing? Oh, no, I swear like a trooper sorry edit that out if you need to CJ I wanted to ask
2: you about your influences because your art ranges so much in, in its style. You said Andy Warhol pop art was an influence yeah. all the way to Dutch 17th century still
3: life that's a huge range. Uh, I don't even remember saying that so don't ever listen to what I've ever said in the past <laughs> I cannot be trusted I'm an untrustworthy person Do not <laughs> <laughs> listen to me. No, I'm kidding. No, I just, I don't, know, I don't focus on any one particular thing as an influence. At the beginning, there was an artist, who, a New York-based artist actually called Robert Longo. He did beautiful, enormous black and white um, renderings, mm. and he was extraordinary. So look him up. He's amazing. He's still mm. one of my, like, all-time icons. But as I've kind of moved on, I don't necessarily look to art or fashion or this or this I could just things just come as they come. I can't control mm. it. and yeah, I don't I don't owe one particular thing to anything. I think nowadays we're, we're so bombarded. you can never really say where the thing came from. It just it's probably an amalgamation of many things that I've seen and morphed in my head over time. So you know, mm. like I said, don't ever listen to me because what I probably thought <laughs> at three years ago or five years ago was a perspective then, but now I'm like, shit. Things just come as they come, you know? Mm.
0: That's
3: so vague, I'm so sorry.
0: Didn't you ever look at any of the street art and think that was something you might want to get into?
3: Oh, it's not about getting into it. I admire street art. I find it really inspiring. I find so many different type of art forms inspiring. I think abstract art is honestly my favourite form of art. So different from the work I make. Yeah. Yes! What's great about abstract art and, and just art in general, what I've come to understand, it's not about your technical skill. In art, it's not about that. Although my work requires technical skill, but it's about concept. Do you know what I mean? It's the concept of the mm. thing. It's You've got to look at it and go, huh. Like, if If you look at a piece of art and you're like, what the fuck? I could have done that. Boom, they nailed it. The concept of it. You know what I mean? So I'm like, it's not about technical skill, although, yeah, whatever. It's just about the... The concept of the thing, as simple as it may be.
0: I always thought that avant-garde was French for bullshit, but I'll have another look.
3: Uh-huh. It's 100% bullshit, but the more bullshit it is, the more, <laughs> I think the more brilliant it is, to be honest. Right. Do you know? Sometimes the more simple. Yeah. I'm like, genius, I wish I thought of that.
0: <laughs> when I look at your work, I mean, you go, oh, my God, that's drawn?
3: Yeah. Mm. And it's funny, like, I'm more inspired by conceptual abstract art than I am about right. uh, with hyper-realism. It just so happens hyper-realism's the only art I can make, so I just stick with it. But I'm very inspired... <laughs> (laughs) Very inspired by very different, like all various art forms and big installations, and being able to walk through the idea, I find very, very inspiring. Yeah,
1: because
2: I saw your bounce house. I thought that was so different to your
3: pencil work. Yeah, but do you know what's funny? With that, it all goes into one story. So with the Bounce House, there were accompanying drawings that were like Rorschach tests. So you remember back in the day, they don't use them anymore for psychological testing, but Rorschach tests were to see if you were psycho or not, and what image do you see, and this and that. Mm. So I kind of mixed kids' squish paintings with Rorschach tests and drew these colourful squish paintings. And then I mixed the bounce house because the bounce house was meant to represent a psych ward. So ah. that whole exhibition was called Rorschach. So it was kind of this really beautiful, you know, interactive idea where you kind of bounce through the psych ward slash kids bouncing castle to get to the kids squish painting slash Rorschach test. So... And and wow. with epilogue as well, it's like the whole idea is the whole all the drawings are falling petals, and you'll be able to walk through falling petals in the church. You know, so it, it all links. Mm. The concepts are now much much bigger, much more in depth, much more involved. The exhibitions take well over a year to plan. It's crazy, so it's like <laughs> you know, for me, it's about the concept, and the drawing is the drawings are one part of the much bigger concept.
0: And the concept comes first, obviously.
3: I think so. <laughs> sometimes it might start with a drawing Sometimes it might, it might start with an image It might start with a video I saw on YouTube It might start with, mm. yeah, I don't know It's never a clear answer it's, never, it's not like a formula It's not like, hey, sit down and write a business plan It's like, whoa, what? Mm. It doesn't work like that But once it, yeah. the idea becomes more clear Then we're able to formalise it And we're able to work with the team To like, make sure we execute it correctly But in its infancy it Just fucking pull it out of your ass, really
0: <laughs> <laughs> but this is why we're always trying to find out because, yeah, in your case, you, you could look at it anywhere and go, that's amazing, you know, that's a joy. Yeah. That's one aspect of it. The other aspect mm. of it is is that what are you actually, what is behind this image that you're actually looking at? The concept mm. that's thought out. That people just walk by... All the time. Yeah,
3: and you know what? That, that's that's part of it. Like, no one needs to know the whole story. Do you know what I mean? I hate it when people mm. force their all their bullshit on you. Like, dude, stop talking. I, if I want to know about you, I'll go fucking research you. Like, shh. Yeah. You know. So I'm like, <laughs> I don't force my shit down people's throat. I'm like, if you mm. even vaguely interested, go to a little Google search, find out you want you to find out. Also, don't listen to anything I've said. Don't read anything because I'm not
1: joking. I know what I know if you know what I mean what I am, what I am you, what you People might know me
3: for my drawings People might know me for this People might know me for that I'm like cool bro, it doesn't matter Like, however, Whatever speaks to you, speaks to you And if it doesn't speak to you at all who gives a shit? Like,
0: the cigarettes speak to me.
3: Oh, I love the cigarettes too. And I don't smoke. And isn't that funny? It's like, I just see them all the time in New York, like, lying around.
1: And they're just such a beautiful, tiny little object just lying there, you know? Saw so the post and you'd said, um, worldwide, 40% of men smoke, but only 9% of women do. Yeah, isn't it? And I wondered crazy? if that had something to do with the fact that all the cigarettes you drew had lipstick on them.
0: Is that because we're better at it?
1: Probably. <laughs> dudes just look more badass smoking. No,
3: do you know what it was? It was kind of... <laughs> after this artist called um, Richard Prince. Richard Prince did this whole series called The Marlboro Man and they they weren't of cigarettes, yeah. but they were yeah, yeah, yeah. of the adverts back in the who knows when of men... Smoking Marlboros like on horses, very macho, very yeah.
0: male. You know, I think from the fifties onwards. Yes,
3: yeah, exactly. That's what I used to smoke though, Marlboro
1: Reds. When I yes. smoked, that's what exactly.
3: I used to smoke. <laughs> totally. And so Richard Prince is actually one of my favourite artists because he's just a just, uh, for a lot of reasons. I won't get into it, but he <laughs> is a co- he's a copyright king. And I think that series r- spoke to me, and I've always really admired that series, the Marlboro Man series. And I'm like, mm. fuck it, why can't I be the Marlboro woman? You know, and it's very clear a female smoking, because there's, you know, lipstick stains on the butts of all the cigarettes. So I really mm. enjoyed that series for a lot of reasons as well.
0: They all died of cancer, the Marble Man, you know.
3: Oh, there you go. Sucks for them. <laughs> it's either it's either going to be cancer from a Marlboro Red or COVID,
1: so... You know. yeah. yeah, I know what yeah. I'd rather have. I don't know. Well, I mean, it's... Yeah. Which one, if out of interest? Yeah, well.
0: I smoke COVID lights, actually. <laughs>
1: COVID lights. Well, light. I mean, at least, at least you had fun before on with the Marlboro Reds. You yeah, know? that's true. It yeah. was an
0: aesthetic choice then, the cigarettes. I mean, branding's, I think, cool anyway. I used to love the way that Spielberg and all these people yeah. used to unashamedly kind of hook up with uh, sponsors uh-huh. in that way and then use the brands in the films because yeah. I always thought it looked so cool. Yeah. But maybe that's because we're English here looking at American products. Now uh-huh. everyone thinks it's evil. Like, you've even included the brand in there, but that's what I'm saying. Do people get a bit funny about that?
3: Oh, look, I'm sure they do, but who... Like, uh, I mean, I get sued for different stuff, but I mainly get sued from <laughs> artists, not from brands. Do you? What <laughs> really? for? Bits and bobs, copyright infringement mainly. <laughs> it's really funny. But it's like... I don't know, I've always referenced brands a lot, especially in the early days, you know what I mean? So there's always been elements Mm. of brand in my work. um, Mm. Becoming less and less now, but, you know, I I love a good, you know, brand slap on here and there. Mm. Simplest example is Warhol. Like, I'm certainly not the first Mm. and won't be the last artist in the world, like, referencing brands and ripping off brands, you know what I mean? I'm waiting for my man Brands will always be a big part of my practice. I, like I said, I, I, I reference them less and less and I think the reason is when I was first starting out, I'd reference luxury brands and I'd draw Chanel this and Hermes that and whatever. And I think it was because I was in a position where I couldn't afford it. And when you, when you want what you can't have, you become more and more desperate for it. So I'd always draw these very expensive things. I'm very fortunate to be in a slightly different position and I don't, I don't obsess over the material things as much as i used to i'm now more interested in architecture and space and how i feel within the space you know so like renovating a church was no accident you know what i mean and i think i didn't force that to happen it just felt like the right thing to do for this exhibition so i think as i progress as an artist i kind of am moving away from like the very obvious material goods to more of a I don't know like I said words have never been my strength so fill in the gaps there however you want to <laughs> so yeah I think I'm it's it's so much fun like just kind of figuring myself out as an artist and doing these things as I become interested in them and my my style changes and my concepts change and grow and develop and I don't force them to develop Mm. they just do naturally over the course of time.
2: Because epilogue is what obviously you were planning on doing Mm. now and Uh it can't happen because of coronavirus Oh it's fucking happening
3: babe, it's happening, end of the year. (laughs) So what are you
2: doing now because I can see that you're in studio where you are. What are you working on? Are you still working
3: on uh, figuring out epilogue? Epilogue's done and done. When I say done and dusted, it's been it's been a year in the making. So It's reached its epilogue. It's (laughs) look at you (laughs) with your words. (laughs) Well done. It's reached its epilogue. Um, and, yeah, we've been very organised for very long. So it's all sitting there ready to go. So we can pull the trigger at any at any time, which will be fun. But at the moment, we're just mm. kind of framing the additions, which is the additions from epilogue. So that's kind of what we're framing now. Um, and then once that's done, I've got lots of drawing to do and I'm slowly starting to think of the next concept. I have some ideas. And, like, what country right. do we do this exhibition in? You know, like, what time of the year? Where, what space? What space? Well, okay.
0: Deaf, death, sex, and taxes. Fuck yes.
3: One. I totally agree. I think there's, <laughs> oh. there's something there. I don't know how to visually represent <laughs> that, but <laughs> we'll figure it out. <laughs>
1: how about condoms and, and like just cash flowing around? Just go pick. Pe- or you could get like a frame and just put someone's birth certificate, their latest tax return, and how many people they slept with in their life <gasps> or something like that. Genius. Oh, very Tracy Emin. <laughs> and how much money they
3: die with in their bank account. Ooh, I like it. Yeah.
1: Their body count and their financial camp <laughs> My
0: <God. laughs> when MySpace was first out and everyone was uh, going crazy about that before facebook uh made everyone grow up. Yeah. There was a whole page dedicated, like a group page dedicated to all the people that had died. That's so
2: weird. There's a weird fact that like there's more
1: people dead on Facebook than that are yep. alive now. That's true. What? Yeah. Yeah. Isn't that weird? Yeah. Oh. No. Oh, is that because the younger kids aren't really joining Facebook anymore so it's starting to now... Maybe I'm taken into that statistic because I haven't logged into Facebook for like maybe two years so maybe no, they... I just
0: think it's because people are creating accounts and then dying. Oh my
1: God. Oh yeah, they leave them there as like a tribute to the person. A memory. Yeah. Yeah, and all they shared was cat memes. Maybe we could do an exhibition around like dead Facebook account.
0: Yeah, dead face.
1: Oh, de- dead face. This is
3: interesting, guys. I think we're we're making uh, progress here. I like it. <laughs> yeah. 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 You know when people force something, they're like, oh, we need to think of a good idea, and it often ends yeah. up being a bit shit. I'm mm. like, shush, that's yeah. shit. Yeah. Put that away. I'm like, I'm just like, it's okay to be bored and it's okay to shit talk because I really, in my experience, yeah. in my experience, it's always worked out the best. So I shit talk a lot. <laughs> and I get bored as often as I can. Brilliant, TJ. Yeah. It's lovely speaking Thank to Thank you. you. Thanks Speak so much for you. your Thank time. You. Such a pleasure. Thank you.
2: Get in here, please. <laughs>